the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. That was the uh, mumbling, stumbling, uh, sleepy Joe Biden telling people in Michigan that they're going to take back the House. Yeah, right, Uncle Joe. Uh, We have on the line with us one of our favorite guests. It's been a long, long time. He's executive vice president of the Trump Organization. He's only got 3.2 million followers. And uh, he's married to one of our other favorite guests. Don't tell him. Lara Trump. Eric Trump, are you are you there? Sebastian, how are you? Fabulous, fabulous. It's been too long, buddy, too long. But we are very excited to have you back and excited to see that the Dow has rallied more than 1,000 points a day. We're going to talk about the insanity, the hysteria of what's going on with regards to the coronavirus. It's less deadly than the flu. But in the meantime, big day today, 352 delegates open in six states It is a race between two individuals, one who is an avowed Bolshevik and the other one doesn't know which day of the week it is. Do you have a preference, Eric Trump? What is your comment on the state of play with the Democrat nominees? You know what it looks like? uh, It looks like Biden's going to run away with it tonight. It looks like he's doing well in Michigan. Obviously, that's carrying the most electoral votes tonight. And, uh, you know, he's doing very well in in, in a lot of the states. So, I mean, I I do think there's a potential uh, for a blowout tonight. We'll see. Listen, you never know. Uh, You never, never know. I mean, you saw the momentum change. Um, on Super Tuesday last week, yes. and you know, in, in the three-day period of time, it looked like Bernie was going to, you know, um, sweep the floor with, with with Joe, and literally a couple endorsements in, in in two bad days for for Bernie, and everything flipped all over, you know, all the way around. But listen, you look at Joe Biden; he he can't put together a sentence today. You know, he got confronted by a bunch of construction workers in Michigan, um, and he said that he was going to take away all their AR-14s. I mean, it, 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 you, <laughs> well, you, and then he invited the guy to a fight. He said to somebody who wants to. To, to vote for him, let's take this outside, buddy. It's it's just embarrassing, isn't it? And, and Sebastian, honestly, they're trying to hide the guy, right? He goes up on stage in front of 15 people. They have him on teleprompters. The, the campaign's begging him not to go off teleprompters. He's telling everybody that he's running for the United States Senate. He's saying that his son was the Attorney General of the United States. You know, he just said that 750 million people, he lift, women, were lifted out of. Um, you know, um, you know, poverty or unemployment or something when there's only 170 million women in the country. I mean, it's, it's every single one of his facts and statistics is is totally wrong. He said that 150 million people died of from gun violence Guns. last year in the United States, which you know is is half of the population of the United States. He literally he can't get through a sentence without making an awful awful gaffe. He's hugging his sister, you know, talking about how much he loved his wife, and his wife was standing on the opposite side of him. I mean, there is something that's wrong. I'm telling you, it's not It's not all there, and I hate, I hate to say that. So you have that on one side, 
And then on the opposite side, you've got you know self-proclaimed socialist, um, communist. Um, and neither of these people have ever worked in the private sector. Neither of these people have ever had a job outside of government. You know, Bernie Sanders has has been in government for 40 years. You know, yes. starting. You know, obviously, as a mayor in Burlington, Vermont, he's talked about how wonderful socialism is while you see, you know, people from countries trying to escape oppressive societies by hopping on, you know, home-built rafts and trying to, you know, flee with their entire families. Um, yet he's saying how wonderful it is. Um, he'd bankrupt our country in about three seconds flat. He wants to charge people 85 percent in taxes. And in his 40 years of government, he's only ever passed three pieces of legislation, two of which two of which were naming post offices, right? So <laughs> you have that on one side, and then on the opposite side, you have a guy who's not the same Joe Biden as he used to be. That much I can tell you. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it, I, I would love to run against either of them. I think we're going to end up running against um, Joe. And um, listen, the guy doesn't exactly have the greatest record in the world, so I think we're going to do incredibly well. What do you say to those who have these conspiracy theories that he's only the front runner because he is senile, because he's going to pick a running mate or a running mate will be forced upon him who through the 25th Amendment will become the president? Some are even saying that crooked Hillary is that person. I don't buy it, but I need to know what Eric Trump thinks. I don't know. I, I, I think I think it seems a little far-fetched to me. I mean, I think the easier route would just be to go get somebody with some personality and some charisma who is smart, um, you know, who, who sold a great message. I mean, here's the other problem, Sebastian. The, the Democratic Party, don't they don't know what they stand for um, anymore. You know what the Republican Party stands for. Yes. You know, they stand for a strong military. They stand for low taxes. They stand for, you know, not being ripped off by every country in the world. Securing uh, the border. The economy in the world. Securing the border. You know, we can go down the list, right? Great education. Um, you know, and a lot of new things. Things that, quite frankly, the Republican Party didn't stand for before my father got elected. You know, um, you know, uh, criminal justice reform and, and, and so many other things, right? So, so what does the Democratic Party stand for right now? I mean, if you look at the gap between the Bernies on on the far, far, far left and you know others that are a little bit more moderate, um, if you look at you know the difference in policies between the Green New Deal and people who want to eliminate all cows and all planes and all ships and all boats and all gas and all cheeseburgers and all, all 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 drilling for oil and all oil and gas and you know i mean some of these proposals are radical i mean health care for every illegal immigrant in this country no border security no you know i mean what what does the party stand for they actually can't even define their platform anymore because i'll tell you what it stands so, for eric they're so they're, they're, they're so they're so fragmented they're so fragmented and they get more radical by the day it's hating america that's what it stands for it's very simple well, yeah they're, perfect, they're, they're, they're perfectly fine kneeling for the national anthem and and by the way why is no one sebastian talking about how my father's been right for the last three years you know my father's biggest push has been you know let's secure america let's bring manufacturing back to america yes you see this you see this you know coronavirus um outbreak everything that he's saying i mean in terms of having control over our borders you know having control over manufacturing making our own products not being reliant on you know foreign exports chinese medicine yeah it's more relevant today than ever before. I mean, you have you have people who can't get, you know, R95, you know, um, you know, masks, you know, literally like face masks because every single one of them is made in China. And it's exactly what my father's been saying. Not only do we need to know who's coming into our country, we should be able to shut off our borders when there's a natural crisis or an epidemic or a war or anything else. But we also shouldn't be reliant on other countries to produce everything for America because, you know, we don't allow companies to be successful here in our own country. And it, it's and I don't know why no one's putting, you know, the media, it's because they're dishonest, but I don't know why no one's putting 
those two factors together. We're talking to Eric Trump. Follow him right now at Eric Trump, Executive Vice President of the Trump Organization and a great supporter of the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. In the last 60 seconds we have with you, Eric, and thank you for joining us today on America First. What is your message as a seasoned businessman, as a patriot who loves his country, in just the last minute we have? What is your message to Americans who are freaking out about this thing that's killed 22 people in America? No, it's amazing. I mean, if, 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 you, if you look back over the last, um, you know, 10 years, look at all the viruses that, that have happened. It seems like every two years we have one, right? We had one, we had SARS in 2004. We had avian bird flu, which you'll remember, in 2007, yes. 2008. We had swine flu in 2010. We had MERS in 2012. We had Ebola, and, you know, starting in 2014, roughly. Zika, roughly in 2016. It's kind of interesting that most of these are on election years. Um, you know, and now we have coronavirus in 2020. And, I mean, you know, these things pop up. Um, there is a rush to panic. I think that's perpetuated by the media. Uh, they want to make everything out to be the black plague, um, you know, to hurt my father. And I just think people have to be calm and be smart, and uh, we'll get past this like we always do. The voice of reason. God bless you, Eric Trump. Keep doing what you do. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack. Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Many liberals in America are advocating for Medicare for All, a change that would fundamentally transform our healthcare system to look more like the one in the United Kingdom. But the global coronavirus outbreak has highlighted the weaknesses of such systems. The UK right now is bracing for hospital overcrowding, supply shortages, and increased rationing of care if cases of the coronavirus continue to rise. Doctors quoted in a recent New York Times article expressed worries about how the British healthcare system would handle such an outbreak, with one intensive care doctor predicting that, quote, only those with a high chance of getting better would get near a ventilator. Liberals here attribute these challenges to a lack of funding, but that only highlights the problem with government-run systems. They only have a prayer of working if taxpayers are willing to pour more and more money into them. That's a prescription to break the bank and our health care system. I'm Lon He Chen. ADF, fighting for those whose religious freedom is being violated.